Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fourth and three. Goff, pressure, in trouble, throws on the run, incomplete! And the gamble on fourth down does not pay off. Now back to Overtime with Sterling Bennett and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. And that was one of two fourth down uh, conversion attempts for the Lions. They uh, failed both of them. Josh Reynolds a drop deep in Niner territory. And then uh, Jared Goff pressured and threw short of Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Both did not work. Both gave the ball back to the Niners and they turned them into points both times. Uh, And those fourth down failures by Dan Campbell and the Lions, a big reason why the 49ers victorious in the NFC Championship game over the Detroit Lions and are heading back to the Super Bowl for the first time in four years. Welcome back to Overtime on 95.7 The Game. It's Grandy and Sterling with you. And now we welcome in Joe Shasky. You'll hear him uh, in, let's see, 10 hours from now here on (laughs) 95.7 The Game. Uh, The man never sleeps, it feels like. He's got a a new baby. Shout out to all the Shaskies. And now he joins us for a bit. He was at Levi's. He made record time I'm home, by the way. Really Shasky, did. how you doing? What a game at Levi's. Oh my God. We'll get to we'll get to it in a second because you started with Dan Campbell. I'll get to like the atmosphere, the environment. It's one of the great sports events I've ever been to. Like I've been to so many great ones. I'll start rattling them off. But but put a bookmark in it for a second. Dan Campbell, in the words of my boy Della, who was in the car on the way home, managed that game like he was in the dorms at Chico, seven high noon steep, playing Madden <laughs> against his boys. What are you doing, dog? Take the points. You're up 14. Yet you kick the field goal there. You go up 17. It's a three-score game. Now, not that the game is over, but it feels very different. You go for it. You give the Niners all the momentum, but they get the stop. They get the stop. They come down. You should have had the interception. I mean, the Brock Purdy overthrow, one of the great catches, uh, most acrobatic catch, I would say, in 49er playoff history for Brandon Ayuk. I mean, that was unbelievable. It was Lynn Swan-esque to be able to pull that ball down. I want to see the slow motion replays over and over and over again. And then they punch it in, and then immediately Jameer Gibbs fumbles on the first freaking possession. I, I just, guys... That was one of the craziest swings of momentum I've ever seen, and it starts with Dan Campbell going for it again. Like he's seven high noons deep playing in the dorms, Madden 
drunk off his rocker. Like, what are you doing, dog? Shasky, it kind of felt like a lot of the conversation about this was Dan Campbell and Kyle Shanahan of, you know, who was going to blink first, but also Shanahan being very conservative against the Packers last week. It felt like the conservative nature actually, while it wasn't a big fan of it last week, came to actually aid Shanahan in this one where when Campbell's being aggressive, if you're Kyle Shanahan, it's almost like let him play himself out of this one. Is that how you felt in this? Um, I, I don't know. I, I felt like, look, I wanted to see them run the ball with McCaffrey, and maybe they were a little too run heavy with McCaffrey, especially on the early downs, because they were only getting like 2.5 a carry or whatever it was. But I just thought that both the offensive and defensive lines were getting worked in the first half. I thought Purdy was rattled. It's okay. You know, I, I, I didn't think he saw the field really well. I didn't think he was very accurate. He was getting hit hard. I mean, he didn't have a big pocket to throw from. Like, I think a lot of quarterbacks were going to struggle in that first half, and he did. And I also think that they were running the ball down our throat. They were getting anything they wanted. Laporta was wide open. Um, but, again, momentum is everything. When they didn't score that touchdown right before halftime, they left the window open just a little. I felt like if they punched that in right before halftime, it's game over. I was sitting there just completely quiet, somber. Everybody was. Journey was playing at the Niner game, and, and Journey's great, and everybody loves Journey, but nobody cared about Journey at that point in time. You're down 17, and for them to flip it, and I look up, and it's like 3:02 in the third quarter, and you're up. I couldn't believe how quickly they turned that thing around. And again, to me, it goes to forget Kyle Shanahan. This is going to be one of the Dan Campbell mess-ups of all time. We are never going to give this up. Detroit may never have a better opportunity to go to the Super Bowl ever. Yeah, they really they really might. Uh, just an absolute collapse of epic proportions for the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell. You're up by uh, 17 points at halftime. You had a chance to go up 17 points after each team had a drive in the third quarter. They go for it on fourth and two. Josh Reynolds, a drop. He had two key drops yeah, uh, in the second half drops. in this game. Uh, talk about how the, the, the atmosphere changed when the momentum okay. shifted because we heard Jared Goff chants in the first half. There was a good amount of Lions fans in attendance, but oh. to hear those chants at Levi's Stadium. I mean, have you ever felt an environment, an atmosphere inside of an arena, a stadium, open air, or a closed dome, whatever, wherever you've been, feel so different in the first half to the second half? Because off the top of my head, I can't remember feelings something changed so dramatically from one half to the next. Look, I've been very blessed and fortunate to go to so many games growing up whether it's 49er playoff games, and I've been to them all. Literally every 49er home playoff game from like 98 on I had been to um, until this Green Bay one. It was the first one I'd missed in 25 years. Like, no joke. Um, I've been to all the home ones. I've been to Steph Curry's unbelievable Game 4 in Boston, which is one of the most incredible experiences of my life. You know, going to the Boston Garden, the TD Garden, and watching Steph Curry drop 40-plus in a legacy game with the team fighting for its life against the, the, one of the blue-blood organizations in all of sports. Obviously, the San Francisco Giants had unbelievable playoff runs in 2010, 2012, 2014, and I was blessed to go to those. The Dodgers series was amazing. I went to all the home games for that, even the Game 5 loss. This was as good of any sporting event atmosphere in that third quarter as anything I've ever seen. The place was freaking rocking. And look, it's never going to be candlestick. But for that third quarter, it drew candlestick vibes. A tear came down from my eye as I turned to my brother who was sitting next to me and I said, 
I can't hear myself think right now. That's how loud it is. And he goes, this is unbelievable. And I was just soaking in the moment. It was unbelievable. And look, credit Detroit fans. Detroit fans were everywhere. You said there were a few. I estimated 35 to 40%. I'm dead serious on that. They were deep. Yes, they were deep. Good for them. I can't remember a Niner game in the playoffs invaded by that many fans of a team that's not the Dallas Cowboys. Like, you know, the Vikings used to travel real well. You know, the New York Giants used to travel real well. Cowboys are pretty good travelers. There's usually a lot of Cowboy fans. I couldn't believe how many Lions fans were out there because the tickets were expensive as hell. Well, through the TV at the studio, we could hear the faithful through the TV just roaring and screaming. The minute they got the field goal, then got the touchdown out of the half, and it looked like they're back in this game. The faithful mm. made their presence mm. known. Like We could hear it from the studio, and it was awesome to hear, literally. I do want to ask you, first drive of the second half, San Francisco has to score. It's third down, and Juwan Jennings may have made the catch of the <laughs> night. Shasky, tell me what that third down felt oh like God. at Levi's what? today. Oh my God. Well, first off, Purdy looks so shaky. Like, it's just, it just is what it is. Like, it happens, you know what I mean? These are playoff games. You're playing an elite team that was suffocating you. Aiden Hutchinson was all over the place, I felt like, early on. And, and I just thought they were a tick, like, out of rhythm. And, and the offensive line was getting beat up. And they just looked like a bad overmatch. They looked old. They looked slow. And Purdy's, like, running for his life on third down. And he's, like, running back and throwing back to the middle of the field. And I kept thinking, oh, my God, what's he doing? What's he doing? What's he doing? And, you know, credit Juwan Jennings making plays. I mean, the guy always seems to make plays. He went to the Blue Ten at one point, I noticed. I, I, I know he came back into the game. But, I mean, Purdy was all over the place. But here's what I would say about Purdy. Second half to me, what changed the game? He used his legs. Yep. He used his legs, and he scrambled, and he made some big-time runs on, on big-time plays. He got down. There was one play. He dove forward to get a first down. There was no guarantee he was going to get it if he slid and gave himself up. I thought Purdy showed balls of steel out there, and it wasn't his best performance. And what I judge guys by, hey, when you're having a C-minus, D-plus game, can you pull it together and ball out when the team needs you? And he did. He did. I thought Debo Samuel was excellent, too, in this one. Debo, the crowd was chanting for Debo and was, was drawing off the energy of Debo Samuel on that very first drive. Quietly, if you weren't there, you maybe didn't feel the impact of Debo. The fans felt the impact of Debo in that stadium. Yeah, I mean, he was great as always, bruising every time he got the ball, falling forward an extra five yards seemingly every single time that he touched the ball. We've got Joe Shasky of the Morning Roast on with us here on overtime on 95-7 the game. He was at Levi's, uh, one of the best environments, in his words, that he's ever been a part of. NFL, NBA, MLB, an incredible game for the Niners at Levi's Stadium to go on to the Super Bowl. Shasky, how do you – like? balance the fact that the 49ers played arguably their worst half of football this season uh, in the NFC championship game after a bit of a stinker last week against the Packers, yet you're dealing with, of course, the emotions and the happiness that they found a way to win, but that first half is so incredibly frustrating and it's scary. How are they playing like this in the NFC championship game? It's it's insane. I, I had tweets ready to go of, I really thought this was their year. Like, what a fool am I? I had tweets ready to say, you know, I have been defending Brock Purdy, not to just crush Jimmy G, but, like, all year 
he, I want, like, he's been so much better than Jimmy G. And Jimmy was a winner for the Niners. He wasn't perfect. I had my issues with Jimmy, but he was a good player. I thought Brock was a great player. And, and seeing what I saw throughout the totality of the year, it was like, no, he's, he's much better than Jimmy G. And that's not a backhanded compliment. That's to say that's how good Brock is. And it was like, wow, is he really going to lay an egg like this? Is the moment just too big for him? Like, what? what is it? Like, what? What is it? Is it Shanahan in the big games? Does the team look old? Is this the final loss of the cycle? I, Grandy, I don't know what to make. I got to watch the game back. I don't know what to make of it. But I'll tell you this. I watched a group of guys that I didn't think had a chance getting to the Super Bowl when that first half ended. And when they came out in the second half, this might be one of the best, most battle-tested units. And I'm going to even the championship teams back in the 80s. Think about the heartbreak this team has had. They had every reason to roll it up and not play that second half as hard as they did and fight back the way they did. And Greenlaw and Warner and Bosa and McCaffrey and Debo, all of these guys, they nutted up and they got the job done. It's To go from one half to the other, it was unfreaking believable You want to talk about a tale of two halves? I, I just... I can't believe they won this game. I really can't. I, I, I'm blown away. But the irony to me is they were so good during the regular season, they played their two worst games, it feels like, in the playoffs. Shasky, we've sat through some heartbreaking losses the past, what, decade and a half in San Francisco, whether it's the Ravens game. My entire adult life. No, <laughs> right, my entire right. adult life. My, that's how long it's been. Mine and Grandy's entire lives have been nothing but upsetting and, and, and heartbreak. But I do want to ask you this because the Falcons and Niner game comes to mind. Kaepernick against Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, where they come back on 100%. the road. This game, to me, felt like one of those games you tell your kids and grandkids about of like, I remember where I was when San Francisco came back 100%. and beat uh, the Detroit Lions. The Packers game felt that way too, but this one feels like one of those where you have your your ice tea. You say, you know, back in my day, kid, the Niners came back and beat the Lions. And I don't know if you know this, but the Lions came back down 17 against San Francisco in 1957. And tonight, uh, San Francisco gave them a taste of their own medicine. Uh, what does this game mean? to Niner fans like myself who are young and have only witnessed kind of either a blowout right, win right. or just kind of a grinded out gut of that win like this. Sterling, Sterling, the Warriors went 40 years between championships. Right. And it felt like a lifetime, right? It was a lifetime for a lot of people. The Giants went 54 years before they won a championship uh, in San Francisco. The, the Niners have gone 30 years, and they've knocked on the door more than any of those teams ever did. I mean, the Giants had the one World Series in 2002 that we thought, oh, my God, they're going to get it, they're going to get it, and they're not going to The Niners have knocked on the door in 2011, in 2012, in 2013, oh, in 2019, in 2021, in 2022. I mean, they've done it a zillion times, it feels like. A zillion times they've knocked on the door. Like, at some point, it's like, we're cursed. That's what I thought. We made a deal with the devil. We're we're cursed. What is going on? Yes, but here's the thing. you got to beat Mahomes. Like you do, because you talk about the Kaepernick-Bowman play. People sleep on that game. I don't think we even really understand how great that game was. They were down 17-3 at one point. 17 nothing, I believe. Crabtree fumbled in the red zone, for Christ's sake. And Kaepernick threw them from behind to win. Tony Gonzalez gets the ball batted down, or Matt Ryan to Tony Gonzalez by Navarro Bowman. And they go to the Super Bowl, but they lose that game to the Ravens. And so the win before it kind of gets devalued. Like, could you imagine if they find a way to redeem themselves against Kansas City. Can you like we will look at all of these games 
and they'll all be elevated. When you lose, when you lose the big one at the end, you kind of forget about it, right? You just do. It sucks. I mean, it really does. Think of how big the Vernon catch would have been had they won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, I, you asked, like, can you imagine? I can't imagine, as Sterling said. Sterling and I have not been alive for a Niner Super Bowl, so we don't know what it's going to feel like. But if it does come to pass and they get it done in two weeks, we're going to think back at this moment, maybe to a lesser degree, that Packers game, because both are in the same vein where you didn't play well and maybe you didn't quite deserve the win, but you found a way uh, to get it done. Shasky, we're going to let you go. We know you got to rewatch this game. Uh, you, you got baby LJ at home. you got to be up bright and early tomorrow, work tomorrow morning. I uh, appreciate you so <laughs> wow. much for coming on great insight as always love your emotion thanks hey, so much and, hey. and uh, everyone will tune in bright and early with you tomorrow let me give you two quick things before we get out of here yeah thank god we're not talking kicker thank god oh, yeah. we're not talking Jeez. defensive coordinator because we would have gotten a thousand calls of higher belichick thank god we're not talking about <laughs> purdy because we would have been talking you know drafting a quarterback or kirk cousins you guys know how people are and i don't oh, yeah. blame fans for thinking like this but like I just thank God they won this game for so many reasons. And it's just, I'm glad that the fans out there get to enjoy it. Drive home safe. Bang, bang, Niner gang. We're going to Vegas. And we got a chance to go face Pat. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mahomes, for Christ's sake, let's go! Let's go! Revenge, baby, let's go! All right, thanks, Shasky. Our best to baby LJ and the fam. All right, there goes Shasky. Ah, man. Man. The best environment uh, he's ever been a part of. That's that's crazy. Considering how it started. I mean, I guess yeah. how it started, uh, it factors into what the environment right, was like at right. the end, but man. I mean, I wouldn't want someone to see how we were acting here, as nuts as we were. Like, <laughs> if you can see well, just us. just ask KCBS yeah. on the other side of that door. <laughs> uh, I am very surprised they haven't come down here and say, can you guys be a little quieter? <laughs> Keep it down, please. Can you guys please stop jumping on the windows? Um, uh, They're going to break. <laughs> so, uh. But, like, if I was at Levi's, I mean, there would be fists in the air, yells, screams. Like, it would be so much 
energy trying to contain myself from just wanting to hit something. Like, I have so much amped up, pent up energy, I want to go freaking nuts! And you're sitting here like, oh, that was a great game. Oh, yeah, it's so great. They got to win. Wow. And it's like, no, like, this game, when you are pushed and your back's against the wall and you somehow find a way, we didn't even play in the game. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I accomplished something today. When in reality, these guys... I feel like I ran a marathon. Honestly, like Brock <laughs> Purdy, Fred Warner, the entire team, like kudos to them. I'm emotionally drained. For not giving up. Shasky said, and I agree... They had every right to pack it in and say, season's over with. But they gutted this thing out. They looked each other in the eye and said, I believe in you. We can still get this done. And for Brock Purdy and company, Nick Bosa and co, to go shoulder to shoulder and say, look, 17 nothing. Yeah, watch this. Watch what this team is made of. And their motto is brick by brick. Uh, the house was built today. Tomorrow and in two Sundays, let's put the finishing touches on this puppy. Because back in 2019, 2017, you hire Kyle, you hire John Lynch, the momentum was shifted. Tom Sula and Kelly, done, goodbye. Let's start anew. Let's start a fresh start for us. You bring in Jimmy G, the entire franchise revitalized. You don't get it done. And every year since then is heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. Let's... Put the finishing touches on this thing. It's been culminating to Mahomes in San Francisco since 2020. Let's put the finishing touches on this thing. And let's get a freaking Super Bowl, man. Yeah, Niners Chiefs, the 2020 Super Bowl. Niners Chiefs, the 2024 Super Bowl. A chance for revenge for the 49ers against Mahomes and the Chiefs. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines here on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Grandy and Sterling with you. Uh, up next, we got Jose in Virginia. Jose, thanks for holding on. How you doing? You're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's up, man? I, I just want to preface by saying that um, I thought – the Niners were a dog on the, them cats, but Detroit put up a good game, and I respect that. But um, I, I didn't feel spooked the whole game. I thought we were going to win. I don't think it was on Purdy, but the defense was pretty bad. And if I want to give a shout-out, I would give it a shout-out to, to Purdy and Purdy for his legs and B.A. for some clutch catches and Jennings, definitely, and for last game why we are here in the first place. But um, uh, I want to end the call by saying that we're going to win in K we're going to win in Las Vegas against KC and Purdy's going to be two and zero against the goat. He's going to be Tom Brady. He's going to beat Patrick Mahomes. And I want to see what wow. all these NFL pundits <laughs> have to say against Brock Purdy, especially Nick Wright and especially everybody that's doubting him. So, that's all I want to end. We're going to win. I guarantee you. Guaranteed from Jose. Can I like the confidence, Jose. Beating Brady and Mahomes. Like, in your first two years <laughs> as a starter, and one of them in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, that'd be wild. I mean, well, 510 says it's not Nick Wright, nor is it Nick Ron. It is Nick Fraud. <laughs> and, you know, Mark. Like they get that from the Sterling I mean, school of like insults. I'll save it. For now, but uh, <laughs> by the time the show's over with, uh, the fraud chant will return. Uh. Were they actually frauds? No, but when you lose, you get called frauds. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Actually, I will say this. When you blow that lead in the second half, I think you deserve to be called a little bit fraudulent. They gave the game away. Like, if you're a Lions fan, I gotta know. 
Like, you must have a pit in your stomach. You were this close. Inches. Inches. You two were, quarters. You were a step away from getting to the Super Bowl, a, a, something you've never won before, and that happened in the second half. And Good. as Shasky said, as you and I both said earlier, there's a chance that this is the best chance they have for a really long time yeah. moving forward. It, I mean, nothing's guaranteed in the NFL. We, we went, saw in 2020, right? You go, you almost get we there. We saw it in the Harbaugh era. Yeah. You get to the Super Bowl once, you go to three NFC Championship games, you lose twice in the NFC Championship game in absolutely devastating, heartbreaking fashion. You feel like we're eventually going to get one of these. Right, but the reality is... And then things fall apart, Harbaugh moves on, you're mired in not just mediocrity, but being one of the worst teams in the NFL for a few years. Then you get this era of Niners football, you struggle for a bit, you get to the Super Bowl in 2019, (laughs) you kind of come out of nowhere, you are the best team in the NFL all year, but you fall short. And then injuries, and then... you're, you barely sneak into the playoff, and you get to the NFC Championship game for three straight years now, but then you feel like you're going to lose all three of them, but then you come back and win. Like so, Things change so quickly in the NFL. The Niners have dealt with their fair share of really tough losses. I would not want to be a Lions fan tonight. I would cry. I think I'd cry. I would go put the the, the, the brown bag back over my head and, and just cry. Oh, man. Like I couldn't fathom. Well, I guess we actually have been there, so I understand it. It's it's an awful feeling. It's like, an awful feeling. Like for the it's Lions a fans, feeling. like you had a great season. Like Lions fans, and there were Lions fans. So you come into this game feeling like, all right, if we lose, like we can accept that it was a fantastic yeah, season. Yeah. But you can't lose this way. <laughs> you can't have a seventeen point lead and have oh the Niners goodness, on the ropes man. and then lose. You can't do that. It just like you can't. it's not even a sense of embarrassment, but like in a way, it is. Like you shouldn't be embarrassed of your season. You should be embarrassed how it ended. You should be embarrassed by that second half. Yeah, exactly. It was bad. Exactly. It, you lost a 17-point lead. You're, you gave up 27 unanswered points in the second half. Wild. How great does that feel, though? Feels fantastic. Does it feel great, baby? Feels great, baby. There you, go. you know it. There All right, time go. for a break. We got a lot of calls to get to. We're coming to you on the other side. Gary, Mario, Josh, Tyler, Mike, I see you all. We're coming to you next as overtime continues. It's Grandy and Sterling with you here on 95.7. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It seems like one of the most critical downs of this game here for Detroit Lions defense, and Aaron Glenn needs an answer. Third down, four-man rush. Purdy in some trouble. Escapes, looking for the first down. He's got it anymore. Brock Purdy with the legs inside the 30. Now back to overtime. With Sterling Bennett and Mark Grandy on 95.7 The Game. Down to Electric Avenue. And then we'll take it higher. They played it on the broadcast. They knew. 
They knew Mark it was going to happen. If you're new to overtime, this is a Sterling Bennett tradition. Woo! Every Niners win on overtime. At one point, we celebrate with Electric Avenue. I, I guess one of Sterling Bennett's favorite one-hit wonders. Oh, it's a great song. It Eddie is a great Gant. song. Man. Great, great song. One-hit wonder, Eddie Gant. Uh, yeah. The Fox broadcast, <laughs> they went to break in the, the beginning of that Niners run in the third quarter with Electric Avenue, and I kid you not, Sterling turned to me in that moment. <laughs> the game was far from over. I think, honestly, the Niners maybe just cut it to cut it to seven it, it at that point. Seven, yeah. I, I think it was a seven-point game at that point, and you were like, oh, my God, it's fate. Like, it's, <laughs> it's over. The Niners are going to win this game because the Fox broadcast played the song that he plays to celebrate Niner wins going to commercial break. They knew. They knew. They knew something was up. It had to happen. Something was going on. <laughs> and uh, that highlight was Kevin Burkhart on Fox. Oh, man. Uh, it was the Brock Purdy 21-yard scramble uh, on that final Niners touchdown drive. At the time, they were up by three. Oh, yeah. It turned into the Elijah Mitchell touchdown to make it a 10-point lead. Uh, but Brock Purdy used his legs. And it's not just like it was a mistake by the defense. They left oh. it wide open, and he took off and took what the defense gave him. How many times would he break away from a would-be sack, spin away, juke a defender, avoid a tackle, and then turn on the Jets? I know we kind of, like, make fun at it, but, like, his 10-yard splits are actually pretty elite, right? (laughs) But, like, the Niners do not win this game without his legs today. And Shasky talked about it. We we mentioned it early. His legs were as as big of a factor as almost anything else in this game for the Niners. They do not win this game. They do not come back if Purdy does not use his legs and pick the right moments to break away. And he's he's not the fastest guy, but he uses his legs like Russell Wilson used to, where maybe Russ is a little more mobile, right, can actually scramble for a lot of yards. Purdy extends the play. Makes you bite on a fake or whatever, and it's like the pass to use check on the sideline, the tippy toe catch oh by my Juice. God. Like he was dead to rights in the backfield. That is, that yeah, is. He had like four four arms on him, and he somehow <laughs> evaded it. And then the presence of mind to throw to use check, and then the great catch. But he should have been sacked. That like is four seconds earlier. That is elite level quarterbacking. That is, if I don't complete this pass, we are going to lose. And it felt like the game was kind of sitting there for a really, really, really long time where it was like every every drop back, I think we all kind of gasped. Not because there wasn't the belief in Brock, but it was like, this could be it. One turnover and it's all done. They, they had to play a perfect half. I mean, oh my goodness, whether it's Purdy or CMC, third and Juwan, like that, that one-handed <laughs> catch where, which led to what became the field goal that was a separator of this rally. one. It started the rally. Like, that is an amazing play by Juwan Jennings. They they got to bring him back. That pass scared the hell out of me by Brock. You you said, why are they running five wide? Just run the football. And it was like, you're right. But, like, that was awesome. <laughs> like, there were so many plays that will be forever replayed, either on YouTube or on ESPN or on Fox, whatever it is. Like, people are going to look back at this game, the IU catch with the helmet or whatnot. The like, IU catch takes the cake for me. Like, th- there are so many pivot points where you point to and say that was a momentum shifter no it was that one no it was that one no it was that one there were so many plays that that really culminated in San Francisco getting this win like this might have been my favorite Niners win of all time like in my lifetime this may take the cake it's up there like it's better than the Falcons game beating Green Bay in 2019 like amongst the wins and there have been many it's not the big one this may be the greatest win in my lifetime 
in 27 years of living. It's certainly up there. You can make a case for it. You can make a case for it, no doubt. And it will elev- It will jump to the second best win if they win the Super Bowl because the <laughs> Super Bowl so. will take the cake and this one will slot in right behind the number two. Uh, we do have Kyle Shanahan talking about the Ayuk circus catch. We'll oh. get to that in a little bit. But as promised, we got to get to some of these calls here. Line them up, 888-957-9570. we got a number of guys who have been patiently waiting. Appreciate all of you. Up first, we got Gary in Seattle. Gary, what's up? You're on overtime on 95.7 of the game a Niner fan in enemy territory in Seattle Gary how you doing tonight oh man I am I still can't believe what I just witnessed like are you guys sure that happened no (laughs) no I'm not sure Gary it's all a dream (laughs) I just had this sick feeling in my stomach at halftime and I was like and yeah I live in Seattle so I was gonna hear about it tomorrow you know (laughs) and I just was like you know what, I'm going to switch rooms. I'm going to stop watching for a few minutes and I'll come back. And, you know, I was just, I mean, I was freaking out. And as soon as that fourth and two was dropped, I was like, okay, okay, maybe there's something we can work with there. And I'm still just, man, I'm still in shock. I'm 43 years old. I was 13 last time they won a Super Bowl. I grew up in the area watching the Niners win Super Bowls. And some of the best moments, you know, as a kid, obviously. And um, as you guys were saying, just some of the, the years that we've been through, I mean, there was the Ted Ginn injury game in 2011, that Giants game, that just killed me. The 2012, obviously, you know, 2013, the tip, especially being up here. There was the Tart interception. We forget about that. They yeah. dropped, right? I mean, I mean, there have been – and listen, guys, this is what I'm going to say, and I agree with Shafty. Like, yeah, of course, you've you got to win the next one. But enjoy this because, like I said, I'm 43. These moments don't happen often. This win, I don't – and I know we're going to win that game. We're going to win that game. I, I have no doubt. But I'm just saying even just we enjoy this no matter what happens because this is something that I'll be replaying. I mean, I agree, man. This is a – this is a you know, this, and I've been watching the Niners since I was, you know, five years old. And this is um, maybe – I mean, this is just – it's as memorable as it gets. I mean, yeah – yeah, Detroit, you know, I'm with you guys. Like, they they did screw up. But you know what? We had to take it. I mean, it's, you know, uh, what, is, what is that? Luck is when, you know, preparation meets opportunity. And our guys were prepared. We took advantage. We came through. Lamar Purdy came through at the end. I mean, who would have thought he'd be the guy to win the game with the legs today, right? I mean, so I'm just, man, I'm just in awe that this even happened. Um, and and let's just man, let's enjoy this. You know, let's let's just take this in because this is like this is one for the history books. I mean, there has never been a team to come back from a 17 point deficit uh, down at halftime in the playoffs. So, uh, or, or wait, maybe I'm wrong on that. Anyway, whatever. Some some stat, something like that. I don't know. Sorry, but I, somebody texted me that, and then I'm just realizing the Patriots game. But the point is, is that. Man, this is just this is amazing. We've been through a lot as a fan base, and uh, and let's just enjoy this and just hope and, and and know this team is battle tested. We played our two worst games. I got a good feeling about this Super Bowl, man. And uh, just yeah, go Niners, man. Go Niners. Yeah, good call, Gary. Uh, I. I think you have a lot of really good points. Enjoy this one. Uh, you're talking about all of the the moments where the Niners have been on the wrong end of of crazy, wild endings to games like this. Um, the Niners were on the right end of it this time, and it wasn't necessarily a crazy end, but just the way the second half went. 
like in in our lifetimes, the Niners they lose these kinds of games. They've in the been the choker. They have lost the leads. They have come up just short in the final moment. Like the playoff games that they've won, like the the. The trip to the Super Bowl 2019 yeah, season, the 2020, you dominate the Vikings. You dominate the Packers. You play incredible football, and you feel great about yourself, and then you have the heartbreak of a 10-point blown lead in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, our, our caller from Seattle laid out some of the, the heartbreaking moments from the Harbaugh era. Uh, you had some, you know, obviously wins to get that far in the playoffs as well, but the Niners had been the team uh, with those incredibly difficult, heartbreaking moments uh, to to react to in the postseason. But but tonight, it's different. And and tonight, the Niners are the team who fight back from the brink of being out of it. Uh, and they're still kicking, and, and they're fighting in this game still. Uh, incredible, incredible. And it's, it's incredibly difficult to try to find the words to describe what we just witnessed. Um, because as our caller said, while it has happened before, it rarely happens. Uh, in fact, this is now the fifth time that a team has come from 17 down to win a conference title game, a Super Bowl, or an NFL championship pre-Super Bowl. Uh, the most recent time uh, was Bengals over the Chiefs in the 2021 AFC championship. Uh, so this is rare. It has happened before. Our caller is right. It has happened before. Uh, but it's exceedingly rare in the Niners on the right side of history today. All right, back to the phones we go. Up next is Mario. Mario was at the game. He's leaving Levi's now. Mario, how you doing? When you're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How about it, man? We're still in a little bit of disbelief right now. It's uh, uh, I think that first half kept us humble or else we'd be a lot uh, noisier, you know. But uh, <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. I want to thank all the Raider fans that text me and, uh, you know, with the gifts uh, of us choking, you know, when we were down 17-0. So, uh, you know, thanks for that. Uh, they they hung in there, right? It was kind of you don't know what to make of it. You thought we might be fizzling out, but they stood stood solid. And uh, and how about that momentum? Like Shasky said, after those uh, failed, you know, fourth down conversions, you get that that crazy catch by you know Ayuk, and and it started shifting. You knew something was going on right there, you know. Yeah, Mario, it did to the to the uh, Lions fans. You know, that showed up. They had a few clusters out there behind the end zone. Uh, you know the rest peppered all over the uh, the Levi Stadium, and uh, man, hey, at least they got out of the snow for the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got to spend some time in uh, sunny Northern California. Beautiful day in the Bay Area today, which helped the Niners' offense in the second half. Um, I was impressed by Lions fans. I couldn't do it. Couldn't I cannot do tra- what? I cannot travel across the country to watch my team lose. To lose this way would be to lose it all. Oh, like man. Super Bowl playoff game, I would never travel. Yeah, you told me today during the game, like <laughs> I, I never want to go to the Super Bowl. No, I, I never. That do. sounds like the hottest of hot no. takes. I why would I want to go pay for like five thousand dollars to sit like three thousand rows okay, up well, and be like I can't see anything, but I can watch it on TV. Eat some chicken wings, some fries, family around. Like why? Wings are like thirty dollars. <laughs> That's so much cheaper than five grand, <laughs> like at my house in my PJs in my underwear. Like who cares? Whoa. I'm just saying, like I can do whatever I want in my house, 
And if I had to play five grand, I have to get a hotel. It's a whole process. Yeah, you don't like, got to go to the Super Bowl. Everyone else will. That's I, fine. I, I guess what? I never will. As long as, you, will. As, long as you enjoy it, that's <laughs> unless, all that matters. Unless 95.7, the game wants to pay me to go. Oh, <laughs> then, I see. then I'll go. <laughs> I see. Are you listening, Matt Nagy? Yeah, Matt Nagy. Call me up. <laughs> uh, let me, let, no, it's not happening. Send your post-game <laughs> show to, please, Vegas. It's right there. <laughs> uh, all right, back to the phones on overtime on 95.7, the game. We got a lot of callers to get to. How about another call from Seattle? Josh is in wow. Seattle. He wants to join the show, our second caller from Seattle tonight. Josh, what, what's up? You're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. How you doing? Yeah, just real quickly, I was listening to Gary also from Seattle talk, and he literally stole my life is what it felt like. <laughs> I'm also 43 years old who grew up in the Bay Area. The heck? And I was 13 the last time we won the wow. and everything. And I'm just like, dude, what the heck, man? What the? Oh, you know what? Forget it. Here, I'll give you this, guys. I work at the television station that is the home of the Seahawks. And all year, my job was to do, produce, edit, write all the promos to promote the Seahawks events. Every single one of them, the Thanksgiving Day game, all that stuff. And I did my job as a professional. As you guys do your job, I do it well. And I'm going to tell you, there's going to be nothing sweeter than wearing my Brock Purdy jersey and walking through those doors and slowly walking around the office and saying, bang, bang, not again. Let's go. Every single second I can. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Super Bowl pal. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Josh. That's that's the call of the night so far right there. You hear his little voice crack out there? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that's what's awesome. Hey, if your voice doesn't crack, hey, man. you're not emotional enough. You're not into it I enough. I was like the ref today at the Ravens game. He was like, third down. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Shout out to Josh in Seattle. The feeling... It must, like, walking through the doors in enemy territory with your head held high, oh. you're pompous, you're arrogant. It's like being a Giants fan walking into L.A. when you've won three World Series in a row. I got to do that for mm. four years in college. And you're feeling a little bit in danger. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I've been to Dodger Stadium. I actually think it's pretty awesome there. But it's like walking in there being like, you cannot touch me don't look at me envy me you want to be me so hey. bad and if i'm josh i'm walking around being like you seattle you don't, uh, you you don't even jer- have a head coach you got a jersey on you like, got the hat man i mean you know who they were gonna they were probably they might hire uh what mcdonald the ravens dc I and mean, they did lose today Oh, the defense wasn't the problem the problem I mean, was the ravens offense yeah. but i mean that might be their new head old coach. todd monken that might be their new head coach. We'll see. Uh, all right, let's go back to the phone lines on overtime on 95.7 The Game. You can give us a call, 888-957-9570. Up next is Tyler in San Ramon. Tyler's been hanging on patiently. Tyler, you're on overtime on 95.7 The Game. How you doing, Tyler? Hey, bang, bang, Niner gang. Yes, sir, Absolutely Tyler. Absolutely the best. Absolutely the best. So I got two comments. You know, Number one, thank God Dan Campbell is a dummy. Thank God he doesn't know how to uh, go for a field goal, make it 27. You know, when it was 27, 24, he could have gone for a field goal. And, you know, for sure, he would have gone for a two-point conversion at the end. Thank God he's a dummy. Uh, yeah, Tyler, I don't – Number one. Yeah, go ahead. All right, number two, uh, Super Bowl. Let's fast forward to the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan. This is uh, not his first rodeo over there, you know, at the Atlanta HC. Hopefully he won't have the jitters. Hopefully he'll call the right place, be more 
than a conservative play caller because, you know, 28-3 better not be on his mind. Yeah. Tyler, appreciate the call. Thanks for tuning in here on Overtime on 95.7 The Game. Uh, now nervous. I don't. I don't want <laughs> to think. I'm not, I don't want to think about the Super Bowl right now. Let me ask you this. I don't want. I don't want to jump that far ahead. As what? Shasky said, we got, and a couple of our callers have yeah. said, we got to enjoy this moment. These moments do. The Niners. It's happened decent amount for the Niners in recent years, but you got to enjoy this moment. What does this week look like for Niner fans? Is it like ultimate celebration? Is it like a one day thing? Let's go nuts tonight. Like when I think of this, like there is going to be this overwhelming feeling of joy for two weeks like it's going to be i want to play the game now that's <laughs> like, can we please like I, well, I get i get the caller saying that let's fast forward right. two weeks i want to at least enjoy tonight but then tomorrow i'm gonna be like all right bring on pat well, i'm ready to go we made comments in in the studio during the game it was like now we have to have a week off again like that's maybe not be a good thing like this team did not play great against Green Bay with the week off. Well, they also like, didn't play well tonight without any right. time off. So it's like, you know, it can go either way. But, like, to <laughs> me, like, as a Niner fan, you just, like, the smile when my head hits that pillow, my dreams are going to be, and Super Bowl 58 champion San Francisco 49ers, and it's Brock Purdy, and it's Kyle Shanahan. Like You're going to sleep tonight? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I got to sleep, you know. I was tired at 10 a.m. <laughs> I was here last night for the Warrior game, two overtimes. Like, man, the Bay, like, right now the Bay is booming. They're rocking, right? But, like, when you go to sleep tonight, you cannot tell me there is not going to be this overwhelming feeling of peace, of, like, we made it this far. Like, it's, we're it's, there. I think okay. the overwhelming one, there's the celebration. You're still alive. You're going to the Super Bowl. You have a chance to get your sixth Lombardi and your first since 94. But more than anything else, I think because of the um, because of the way in which these games happened and the expectations you had for this Niner team, there's just a gigantic sense of relief. Yeah, relief. Because I think most people would agree if they lost today, almost regardless of how the loss happened, especially if it happened in the way it the looked way like it, it looked, was going yeah. to happen. But even if you play great and the Lions just have their A++ game and they eke out like a one-point win on a last-second field goal or whatever it was, like no matter how it happened, if they lose on this stage at home as the one seed without having to take on the Cowboys, without having to take on the Eagles, like you would have felt incredibly disappointed like this team left yeah. something out there. Yeah. So there's there's the excitement that you're going to the Super Bowl. You're happy that your team is still alive. You get a chance at revenge against Mahomes and the Chiefs. But it's also just relief because you felt like you should be here. You felt all year that you should be here, and you almost weren't. You almost lost the opportunity two separate times already in the playoffs. Man. <sighs> I am flabbergasted. I'm emotionally drained. Oh, yeah. Like... As soon as the clock hit zero and they got the onside kick and they took the three knees, whatever it was. <laughs> you were nervous once the Lions got that touchdown at the end. <laughs> I mean, I was more so nervous because I had started the stream and I was like, they better win this game. <laughs> I want to go back and fix it again. But, like, I will say this. When San Francisco got the lead, there was this, like, feeling of, like, okay, like, it's over. And there was, like, seven minutes left. Eight minutes left. Like, there was this, like, now that we have the lead, we're not giving this thing up. There's no way. Like, there's no way 
The way the game is being played in the second half, momentum shifted way in San Francisco's favor. Once they tied the game, you kind of felt like it was over. And it, it wasn't, but it kind of felt like it. The Lions looked rattled. They had they did. They had no idea what had just happened in front of their eyes. Goff's looking around like, what the heck? But it's funny because Josh Reynolds is like, yeah, I dropped the fourth and two pass, whatever. And they're dancing, having a good time. And it's like, dude, like, your pass allowed San Francisco back in the game. Take this thing more seriously, and I'm not saying they weren't taking it seriously, but it felt like they didn't realize how pivotal that play was. You give San Francisco a chance, they score a touchdown, it's a seven-point game, boom, you get the fumble, you tie this thing back up. Like It felt like the Lions were just waiting and waiting and waiting to milk the clock out, not realizing what San Francisco was doing right in front of their eyes, and before they knew it, this game was over with. Like It was done. They had no momentum, no energy. Jameer Gibbs, the whole broadcast, they're riding the rookies. Laporta and Gibbs and Campbell and this guy and that guy. You see him on the bench. His head's hanging. He knew he how it. big that fumble was. He gave San Francisco a chance. And it's like, I feel bad for him, but also it's like, suckers. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that fumble was a big one. The two fourth down uh, failures by the Lions. You had the dropped interception by uh, Kendall Vildor that turned into the big reception by Ayuk. Uh, there were so many, as you mentioned earlier, so many moments uh, to point to in this one. All right, got to take a break here in a couple of minutes, but let's get back out to the phone lines quickly. Up next is Mike, the dog trainer. Mike, what's up? You're on overtime on 95.7 of the game. How you doing, Mike? Hey, man, you guys got a great show. Thank Almost you, man. I appreciate it. I, uh, I predicted Niners by 11. My neighbors know that, but then, you know, they ended up winning by three, but I was pretty close. They were all ringing my phone when, when they were up by 10. So anyway, uh, I have kind of a unique call. I, I tore my rotor cup, so I went to see a, a surgeon. I wanted a good one. So I looked at the guy that did, uh, that works with the team that did uh, Montana's back surgery a couple times back in the day. So I meet him at his office. He goes, yeah, he had a torn rotor cup. So I said, hey, I said, how, how, what do you know about Joe Montana? What's the most, the, the biggest memory you have of being the Niners surgeon for their team during that era? He said, Montana's toughness. I go, what do you think about Purdy? He goes, well, it was between you and I. I saw him, I saw him get hit real hard when he's playing against the GOAT, Brady, at home. I saw him get flat in the first play of the game. Got back up, he played the game. You know, he got drilled in this game helmet to helmet. They didn't call a penalty on the other guy that hit him. But Purdy's got to be one of the toughest, coolest quarterbacks I've ever seen on any level playing in my life. The guy gets drilled, and he still can focus the next play. I mean, if that guy was a boxer, I'd be afraid to hit him good if I didn't knock him out because I wouldn't beat him. He He's an amazing individual. His focus is... And if you watch the Steve Young interview with him, Steve Young says, I'm amazed at what you can do with your focus. That was a quote from Steve Young. So the Niners really lucked out when they took this kid. He, he's just amazing. And uh, nobody talks about Purdy's toughness, but but the guy is like nails. And that's why they can keep winning. Other quarterbacks would, like Garoppolo used to get shook up and start throwing interceptions or throwing the ball wild, but Purdy throws one away, and the next one's right on. He throws a dime. You know, he's an amazing athlete, and I admire him for that. He's very well disciplined, and his parents raised him right. That's my call. 
Yeah, a good call, Mike, and I that's, I appreciate the insight. That's that's interesting. I mean, you're right. The toughness of Brock Purdy, uh, very very much on display today. It wasn't his his most efficient passing day. He turned the ball over. He threw that interception. It was a particularly bad interception in the first half. It did get tipped. He seemed a little bit hesitant and unsure of himself at times in the pocket. Um, he took hits, but you're right. Every time he took a hit, he got knocked down. He got right back up. Um, and he, as Shasky said, uh, there, he seems to be built a little bit different than some other Niners quarterbacks of the past. He, he just seems to have that it in the postseason. Even when things aren't going his way, uh, he's able to bounce back. And he did that in a big way using his legs. A couple of really nice throws as well, but using his legs as a catalyst uh, for Niners scoring drives in the second half. All right, time for a break. When we come back, more calls to get to, and Kyle Shanahan sound talking about the Ayuk circus catch. Are we calling that the the fluke to Ayuk? Is that what we're calling it? The we'll take four. We'll take calls on that as well. It's coming up on the other side. Overtime continues. The Niners are Super Bowl bound. More next on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 